0: This is Get Wired. I'm your host, Lauren Good. If you weren't super familiar with an app called Citizen before now, it might've come onto your radar in recent weeks because of all of the social upheaval that's happening. The idea behind Citizen is that its users, people like you and me, upload videos of the things going on in the neighborhood in real time. This could be anything from a gas leak to something potentially a lot more violent. It's an app built on the premise that the more information a community has, the better off it is. But it also has the same problems that a lot of community surveillance has. The app has some toxic comments. It can lead to racial profiling. And it's hard to know who's benefiting most from these live neighborhood alerts, whether it's the users, law enforcement, or Citizen itself. My Wired colleague, Boone Ashworth has spent months reporting on Citizen, trying to better understand exactly what the company's mission is. But he's also been talking to people who are on the app, who rush to the scene to capture what's going on in their neighborhoods. And he found one person who's particularly interesting and who agreed to take us behind the scenes. So Boone, tell me about this latest story. I know a little bit about it already, but our listeners don't, and it's pretty wild.
1: Yeah, so before this whole pandemic erupted, uh, I was interested in Citizen. Basically, here here's how it works. So when a call comes out and it goes across police or emergency scanners, Citizen picks up that call and pinpoints the location of where the incident is and then sends out an alert to everybody who has the app, who's in the immediate vicinity and lets them know what's going on. So I started talking with people who used the app And over the course of my reporting, one user in particular really stood out. His name is Anthony Goblish, or as he's known on Citizen, Anthony G.
0: So what made Anthony stand out to you from all of the other users in the app?
1: Uh, well, he films real-life emergency responses. He's kind of like a storm chaser for 911 calls, I guess. He started doing this about a year ago, and in that time he's filmed almost 700 videos on there, from car crashes to buildings on fire to uh, police chases, really almost anything you can think of. He is one of the most prolific users of the app, and he has a very devoted fan base, people who recognize him whenever he's on a scene. Oh, he's also 12 years old. So I reached out to Anthony on the app, and then he invited me to his home in San Mateo, which is just south of San Francisco. Um, and I went down there in February just before the pandemic started. Um, when I knocked on the door, it was like he was waiting for me to be there. He opened the door immediately and stuck his hand out and you know, gave me a firm handshake and said, hello, Boone, nice to meet you. Uh, would you like a coffee? Anthony is something of a barista, and he's gotten very good at crafting a latte. I'm
2: like, this is, tastes a lot better than tea, so yeah. I started drinking my decaf coffee.
1: So, do you drink decaf or do you? Like, uh, after a, a while,
2: coffee? I just went to half so and I drink my. Half. Okay. He sounds pretty mature for a 12 year old.
1: Yeah, he he is. He has a um, he has an, an intensity to him. You can tell when he's passionate about something; he gets really into it. And when it comes to Citizen, he's extremely passionate about that.
0: So what happened next?
1: So we sat in his kitchen.
2: Oh, sorry, that's my police scanner. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, His mom, Hope, was coming in and out, talking with us. And the whole time we talked, Anthony had a police scanner rolling as he was listening to emergency incidents as they came in.
2: Maybe today, you never know, you might be able to uh, see a live report today. Yeah, I know. So, Boone, what does
0: Anthony's mom have to say about his citizen activity?
1: In general, she's very supportive. Hope and Anthony both recognize that this is not a typical hobby. I mean, it's definitely different than driving your kid to a gymnastics meet or something like that. And I I asked her about that, and she said that she wanted to support him because it was his passion. Um, And I think this is in line with the kind of thing that he wants to do with the rest of his life.
0: Boone, like, this kid is 12. I'm curious about what he has seen out there.
1: Um, he said something really interesting. It, it, he talked about um, there was one time that he came upon an incident where there was a dead body in the middle of the road. You know, he, he saw it and he was struck by it and thought about how sad it was. Um, but he, he he still filmed this scene. And uh, I, I had to kind of dig to ask him how he felt about this dead body being there. And he... He said it wasn't the death that bothered him so much. In fact, there was another incident that really uh, worried him a lot more, and it was when uh, there was somebody who vomited near him in a Costco. And he said that incident worried him more because, as he put it, you can't catch death, but you can catch whatever sickness somebody has. So while we were sitting there at the table, uh, he was talking to me, and an alert came through the scanner, and he hopped up and said, Mom, we have an incident. And so Anthony jumps up. He runs to his room, gets his shoes on. Uh, His mom grabs her phone and grabs her car keys and wallet, and then we load up into the car. All right, okay, this is cool. Thank you. So we set out.
2: Direct me,
1: buddy. Okay. And Anthony is in the back seat. I'm riding shotgun. And Hope is driving. And as we go there, Anthony is monitoring Citizen, listening to the police scanner. Nine minutes. Um, and giving Hope direction. US
2: 101
1: North Exit 3rd Avenue. Turn right on. The Along the way, uh, the visit? Citizen yep. app actually sends out an alert.
2: Oh, look. Oh, look. School evacuated. Oh, on my Citizen. S- it's on Citizen now. There's there... a fire engine
0: oh, coming, wow. buddy. And what happened when
1: you got there, there? So we pull up to the scene, and the incident was a gas leak at a nearby school. The streets are covered in fire trucks. There's three or four of them there. Uh, sirens on, road blocked off. Hope pulls over and uh, lets Anthony out of the car with her cell phone. He sets up the cell phone on the tripod and then starts recording on Citizen.
0: How would you describe his
2: reporting?
1: Uh, about as thorough as you can get. He starts with, this is Anthony NBC G. reporting, reporting live, live on a the large scene. Gas of-
2: leak which evacuated a school here on Ellsworth and Tilton Avenue in um, San Mateo. Right now we see and
1: then up- he one. does his best to report the facts.
2: However, a school has been evacuated.
1: Uh, He uses the term alleged if there is a crime that is potentially happening because he, you know, doesn't want to implicate anybody.
2: Does he have a signature sign-off?
1: Yeah. Uh, His sign-off is...
2: Reporting live, Anthony G., citizen San Mateo, school evacuated due to gas leak. Anthony's
0: pretty good. He sounds like a pro. Is he representative of the typical citizen user?
1: Uh... Anthony's definitely a unique case. I mean, most citizen users probably aren't 12-year-olds who have their moms drive them uh, to incidents multiple times a day. Um, but I think it it kind of runs the gamut. I think like with any tech platform or social media platform, you're going to have your power users like Anthony, the people who are really into it. Um, then you're going to have people like me who just i have it on my phone kind of passively. I only check it when, you know, something big or outrageous happens. Um,
0: so what do you think the appeal is for Anthony, specifically?
1: When we talked last week, I mean, he talked about how his sister would say, like, oh, you're you're a weird, you're weird, you want bad things to happen to people. And he's like, no, I just like the action. He likes going to the scenes. He likes the intensity of being there and being in the moment. Um, you know, he's not looking at a career in journalism. He talked to me about how he wants to be a police officer someday. But right now he's twelve, so he can't be a part of the action. So right now the option that's available to him is reporting on the scene.
0: Saboon, so let's take a step back quickly. What did Citizens start out as? Like what was its original vision?
1: So it's actually kind of complicated. Citizen launched under a different name in October of 2016. Uh, It was called Vigilante at the time. And it was marketed with some pretty controversial advertising. Uh, It had a slickly produced video that showed a creepy guy in a hoodie kind of going after a woman in a parking lot. and then bystanders getting alerts on their phone and coming to the rescue and shining flashlights and their phones on this guy before scaring him away with the power of filming video. This ad generated a lot of controversy when it came out. Um, the, the NYPD immediately spoke out against it and said, don't do this. Don't rush into a scene and try to be a superhero. Um, the app was pulled off of the App Store after less than 48 hours. Interesting. So Citizen had to pivot. I mean, first of all, they rebranded. They changed their name. Um, they put more language in the app itself to discourage people from interfering with actual scenes. But otherwise, the app didn't change.
0: So what does Citizens say its goal is now?
1: Their fundamental goal is to protect the world, is to keep people safe. Um, the way that they do that is by providing transparency, they say, and providing awareness, kind of a democratization of the 911 call, if you want to get really startupy about it.
0: Yes, that is incredibly startupy. But I'm wondering... Are there examples where the app worked out the way they designed it to? Like, what's a success story for Citizen?
1: It has actually resulted in, you know, missing people being rescued. There was a child in Baltimore who went missing and a Citizen Alert went out well before uh, the official Amber Alert did. Um, Citizen users have helped reunite people with their dogs or with a, a missing elderly person who wandered off. Uh, They've rescued kids from cars, things like that. They actually rolled out a new feature recently called Magic Moments, which uh, tells people about a situation in which somebody was helped because of Citizen.
0: So, Boone, I have to be honest, I've never used Citizen. But when I hear people talk about it, I often hear it lumped in with other neighborhood surveillance products. Things like Nextdoor or Ring cameras, people have a lot of questions about these. And I think most importantly, question whether or not all of these surveillance technologies in some way contribute to the racial divide that already exists in our communities. Because we know that surveillance technology tends to disproportionately target people of color.
1: Citizen has definitely faced criticism. And an example that I noted in real time was the Gilroy Garlic Festival shooting back in July of last year. Um, three people were killed, and as the event was unfolding, people were filming on Citizen, and people were also in the comments making all kinds of assumptions about, you know, what race or religion that the shooter was, and most of them turned out to be completely unfounded. Um, and so you have, in the Citizen comments, there it's about as awful as internet comments get.
0: So what is Citizen's endgame here?
1: So the people at Citizen have told me that they would love to live in a world where Citizen doesn't exist, where it doesn't have to be a product because the world is so safe that we don't need it. Um, That's a lofty goal. And I think it's worth noting that we're never going to live in that world where there are no crimes or emergencies or disasters. At the same time, Citizen is a business. The Citizen CEO, Andrew Frame, told me that 2020 is the year they plan to monetize. But they have to get the people on the platform in the first place. And in order to market Citizen, you have to be able to show people sensational videos. You have to be able to show people coming out of burning buildings or cop cars flying by. Point to these incidents and get people to be willing to download the app because of them.
0: It's interesting because it's this fundamental contradiction. They seem to want to fix a problem, but they also kind of need it to persist so that the company can continue to grow.
1: They're only available in 18 cities across the United States, but they do want to expand. An investor there told me that he sees the potential for a citizen to be on devices Of people across the world. So he sees the possibility of Citizen expanding to one and a half billion users is what he told me. So yeah, uh, it's an interesting tension. Citizen doesn't really grow if nothing is happening. And this year with the protests, this has definitely been a growth moment for Citizen.
0: And of course, the protests we're talking about are people taking to the streets to protest police brutality against the Black community. Boone, I feel like there's so many layers to this because it sounds like Citizen is benefiting from this civil unrest right now, people taking to the streets and and filming things. But at the same time, everything you've told me so far about the Citizen app makes me think that in some ways, the people who use the app Their goals are kind of aligned with law enforcement and the whole role of law enforcement is being questioned in our society right now. So where does Citizen go from here?
1: After George Floyd was killed, Citizen put out a statement on their blog uh, saying Black Lives Matter. And in that post, they also took the opportunity to kind of plug their service. Uh, They pointed to the power of user filmed videos and how it raised the attention of George Floyd's death. To be clear, George Floyd's death was not filmed on Citizen, but their point in this blog post was that it could have been.
0: That seems remarkably opportunistic and callous, frankly.
1: Well, Citizen has seen uh, a surge in users um, since the killing of George Floyd um, and then the first couple weeks of June. They had over 600,000 users sign up and download the app, according to Forbes. Protesters have used Citizen to communicate what is happening during an event. So people have been using it a lot. I think Citizen's struggle as it gets bigger is how to navigate the politics of what it is. How to figure out what their message is and what they want to be. When essentially they are a policing app in what is becoming an increasingly anti-policing world. So
0: Boone, what does the future of an app like Citizen look like?
1: Well, the future of Citizen is making money. I think chances are they will be looking to have some kind of subscription or paid model that offers advanced features to its users. Basically, what a subscription model like that would do would create a privatization of the 911 call.
0: And what would a privatized 911 call mean?
1: Well, in the future, we could be looking at multiple citizens, multiple competing services that offer different rates, different monthly subscription fees for different services that essentially act as like a Brinks home security system for your body for your person as you go out and about.
0: Now that you've told me even more about the Citizen app, all this makes me wonder, what about Anthony? What's the latest with him?
1: Uh, A somewhat surprising thing happened. Uh, Towards the end of May, he basically left the platform entirely. And he did that for a combination of reasons. One was because...
2: The app hasn't been
1: working. He had just almost outgrown Citizen. The
2: videoing doesn't work out. It cuts you off after about two seconds of video.
1: He had gotten frustrated because Citizen had glitches. They would cut off his videos. And also, a public relations officer from the San Mateo Police Department came to his house. They, you know, kind of walked him through which codes he should respond to, which codes are somebody in distress or personal issues or suicides or whatever. And when he was recording live, They said that caused people to crowd the scene and come in and kind of be looky-loos.
0: Whoa. So the police were effectively policing his use of the Citizen app.
1: Yeah. So he's moved onto YouTube. He started doing more videos on there. Um, He has more creative freedom. You know, there's a whole community on YouTube of people who go out and film emergency incidents.
0: So now Anthony G is a YouTuber.
1: Sort of. On June 10th, he did come back to Citizen. He filmed an incident that was a strong arm robbery and he narrated it and did his usual thing.
2: Anthony G13 reporting out the scene of the uh, reported strong arm robbery. Multiple police units over there.
1: And of the dozens of comments on there, easily half of them were all about, Anthony G, Anthony G's back, someone said, Anthony G's back and it's the best day of my life. Um, Anthony also told me that he stopped filming that incident because in the middle of it, he remembered what the San Mateo police officers had told him. And he said, oh, I shouldn't be doing this anymore. And so he stopped recording. And that alert has now been deleted.
0: I wonder what all this means for somebody like Anthony.
1: That's a great question. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, what what does it mean when you go to these incidents and see these kinds of things that you do uh, almost every day or multiple times a day? Does it change a person? Does it desensitize them? I I don't know. Um, in Anthony's case, you know, he's been doing this for a year. I, I think that some people might expect that he might be uh, jaded, but I, I haven't seen that from him.
0: Thanks, Boone. This has been a really enlightening conversation about Citizen. And I have to say, I'm probably not going to download it still, but I'm very curious to see where it goes.
1: Thanks for having me, Lauren.
0: That's it for this episode of Get Wired. Get Wired is hosted by me, Lauren Good. You can follow me on Twitter at Lauren Good. This episode was reported by Boone Ashworth. You can find him at Boone Ashworth. This episode was produced by our senior producer, Liz Mack. Our assistant producer is Alex Jerome, and our executive producer is Alex Kappelman. Megan Greenwell, editor of Wired.com, is our story editor. Scott Rosenfield is our site director. Wired's editor-in-chief is Nick Thompson. And Julie Shen oversees our audio initiative. Sound design and mixing by Andrew Epen of Basement Crafts. Theme music by Allison and brown You can find us on Wired.com forward slash subscribe forward slash getwired check the show notes for more info. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to leave us a review and subscribe on your app of choice. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.